On this episode of JR the P. The bishop, or whatever the fuck, the clergyman, he's just like, Sir Charles, do you swear to uphold the British Empire and all your doings? Do you swear to uh, uphold the Protestant religion? Do you swear to bring justice and mercy to all realms of Christ's earth? Do you swear? And then, like, Charles is like, All this I swear. Yes, I swear. Undubitably, I swear. A lot of Mickey Mouse questions as if he's not going to say yes, you know? King Charles, do you swear to be a good king, to be a good boy? Do you swear? All of this, I swear. Yes, I swear. It's like, why don't you tell the truth for a change? King to be Prince Charles, do you swear that you did not murder your wife, Princess Diana? Did you murder Princess Diana? No, I swear I did not. You know what I mean? Like, why don't you ask him a real question? That's what I was thinking, right? Anyways, this clergyman, he's given the king his oaths. Passed it with flying colors, you know. All this I swear. So apparently, you know, he swears that he's going to be a good boy. My name's Prince Harry. Hey there, governor. My name's Prince Harry. Here, here's an old joke that I made up about, like, five years ago. If you think my name is Harry, then you've never tasted black pussy. My name's Prince Harry. (laughs) Congratulations to King Charles III. All this, I swear, as your king, I will endeavor to rule with love and mercy and understanding. And I'm going to get plastic surgery to finally pin down these elephantite ears of mine. All this, I swear, you know? Wagwan. What's happening, ladies and gents? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, folks. How you doing? If you're new to the show... Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, that is. This is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. Yeah. We talk politics, current events, entertainment, the times of the times. You know, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilado, the whole kit and caboodle, folks. You really can't go wrong. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, Janathan-Ramcharan, 
com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Yeah. Hot. Telling you, boy. Summertime's upon us. When you get squawking under them lights, boy, gets hot. Beads of sweat. You know, I would put on the AC, but, you know, it would hurt the audio quality of this program. So, I don't want to fuck with it. Alrighty. Let's get down to um, brass tacks here, ladies and gentlemen. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, 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 dum. The coronation. Of King Charles III, I believe. Yes, King Charles. All hail to the king. Yes, unfortunately, the Queen Mother, Queen Elizabeth. Biblical name. Elizabeth was was the mother of John the Baptist. Beautiful name. The Queen Mother, Queen Elizabeth. I say, passed away. December of uh, 2022, I believe. And King Charles III has recently been coronated, inducted into the Hall of Fame of Royal Royalty. So who are the royals anyway? Well, you know, I ain't no history buff, but, you know, they're, you know, the kings and queens and royals of England. The British Empire, you know, you know, the living here in Canada, I hail out of Canada, I'm a Canuck, I'm a part of the Commonwealth, so, you know, um, I'm technically under the monarchy, mainly in symbolism, allegedly, but anyway, who are the royals? Well, like, you know, there is some kind of interesting information about the royals. Now you know how it is in the fake news times in which we live in. I mean, you can't make tops or tails of any of this shit, right? So, I mean, you got the royals and a lot of people, on one hand, are saying that they are just outdated, out to lunch, and just outlandish if you really want to get technical about it. I mean, for example, this Prince... What the fuck was his name? Prince uh, Rupert, or whatever the fuck? Prince Alan? Prince Edward? You know, Prince Charles's uh, father. Don't even remember what the fuck his name is. One second, I'll check it out. Like Prince Randolph or some shit? I don't know. Uh-oh, I guess you guys saw that I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> You saw my uh, boarding shorts that I'm wearing. I'm supposed to be dressed up in the regalia fitting of a king. And I'm in board shorts. Oh well, who gives a shit. No one's interested in what I'm wearing. It's all about the king and his coronation tunic. That everyone was gushing and gabbing about. What was his father's name? Prince Dracula or something? 
Prince Henry? Prince Philip. This geezer. Yeah, that geezer. Prince Philip, this old duffer. Fortunately, he passed away earlier, recently as well, 2021. But um, Prince Philip, I mean, he was known for being a womanizer, apparently. You know, out on the dance floor, sweating to the oldies, hand up some young British lasses miniskirt. I mean, according to some reports. And apparently he was also a Nazi, you know? Um, There was rumors that Prince Philip was a Nazi. Um, But I mean, hey, you got to take with a grain of salt. Like, for example, I'm not even a history aficionado. And even I know that in them days, like um, 20s, 30s, 40s, in them days, 1920s, 1940s, Obviously, information didn't circulate the way it does today. And apparently, throughout Europe, there's a long lineage of, um, you know, I guess they call it blue bloods, like intermarriage. I mean, all the kings and monarchy and queens throughout Europe were related anyways. And this, this Prince Philip, who's allegedly a Nazi, he had like a Nazi brother-in-law Nazi aunts and uncles. I mean, even his uh, male servant apparently was a Nazi. You know, the guy, I say, Jeeves. And he brings in the lunch or whatever, the dinner. Apparently, he was a Nazi as well. I just made that last part up about the butler being a Nazi. But a lot of people in his orbit were Nazis, apparently. This Prince Philip. But information didn't quite circulate the way it did back then. So, I mean, who knows what was really known? And even in the German, even in amongst the German people, people were Nazis, but they didn't really fully know what it meant. Like, some people thought being a Nazi was just being like um, a nationalist. Like, I am pro-German, because oh, I am German. Makes sense, right? They didn't really know the full scope of the Nazi belief. So the information on what it even meant to be a Nazi really didn't make 100% sense back then. I mean, the information didn't circulate quite the way it does today. You could just Google shit. What does it mean to be a Nazi? You can figure it out. So whatever it meant to be a Nazi or having Nazi ties, I mean, trying to cut the guy some slack, you know what I mean? I mean... I don't know if he was a Nazi or not, but it sure is fishy. Then you got this Prince Edward, or sorry, Prince Andrew, the king's brother, Prince Andrew Epstein. This guy's being accused of being like a kitty diddler, you know, getting massages from underage girls in the Epstein Island. Photographed with young women claiming to be, or allegations of being a rapist, allegedly, a kitty diddler, allegedly, Prince Andrew. Then you have the Queen Mother herself. Queen Elizabeth. Ugh. Apparently she was a foul-mouthed racist, calling people Negroes and niggas and this, that, and the other, all in the papers. I mean, apparently this is public domain. But then again, back in the day, you know, this is an old broad. I mean, she was like 96 or some shit when she died. I mean... God rest the queen. God save the queen. 
I mean, people talked a little differently back then and, you know, certain sensitivities weren't as common as they are today in 2023 as it was in, let's say, 1943, you know, or whatever the fuck. And also, the creme de la creme, in terms of, like, who are the royals, Prince Charles, now King Charles, probably most infamously known as the ex-husband of Princess Diana. And on the tips of everybody's lips for like a long time. I mean, I even remember the di- where I was the day Princess Di died. I was like 11 years old or 10 years old or something. I think I was like 11 years old. If she died in 1997, I believe. If that's true, I was like 10 or 11. And I was on my way to like a family outing. We were going on like a little family day trip somewhere with my aunt and uncle. And I remember hearing on the news and hearing on the radio, it was like big news. Everybody was talking about it. Princess Diana, dead at whatever, in a car wreck. And it was just like, whoa. Like, you know, you're just, I was just a kid. I was trying to process it, trying to process it. Like, wow, a dead queen or a king or what, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, the only princess I had really known much about at that point was like Princess Peach. Doop, 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 doop. Doop, 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 doop. You know, Mario, Super Mario Bros. You know, I, I knew about Princess Peach, and then I knew about, like, Princess Diana, so, like, I was a little confused. I was just a kid. But anyway, it's like, yo, did this King Charles murder his ex-wife? Because there was all sorts of rumors. Apparently, she had left a note for her butler indicating that if I die... Charles had something to do with it. He's been threatening me, leaving crazy messages and notes. And there's a documentary, um, Unlawful Killing by Keith Allen. Keith Allen being the father of British Pop-Tart. Kirstie Allen? Lily Allen. British Pop-Tart, Lily Allen. She's like a singer-songwriter, pop star. Yes. There's this great documentary, I watched it, and it goes into like the investigation of the Princess Diana accident and how it was investigated in the Royal Court of Justice. So if you're going to be investigating the royals, are you going to get an unbiased trial in the Royal Court? court of justice you know uh, an inquest into the royal uh, murder alleged murder case of Princess Diana and like you know there was a lot of things in that documentary that were kind of eye-opening but then again we have to take it with a grain of salt I mean Who knows what is true in this fake news era in which we live in. A lot of guff and buffoonery afoot. Yes. So, 
you know, who are the royals? And like, what do they mean to like um, the world in this day and age? A lot of people think they're outdated. A lot of British people, even in their own country, feel that the monarchy, they're kind of outdated. They don't really serve a purpose anymore. As I mentioned, I am a Canadian and in the Commonwealth nation, Commonwealth nations under, you know, that were at one time under British rule. Now it's more just like a, like a figurehead, you know, just like a outdated tradition. We have a governor general who apparently acts on the uh, bequest, behest of the monarchy and as a representative of the monarchy here in Canada. And in terms of taxes or money, we don't, we allegedly don't fork over any money to the British Empire, but a lot of our taxes, some of our taxes do go into paying for the governor general, the office, the title, whatever the fuck the governor general needs, we do pay some taxes there. And allegedly, we don't pay any taxes to the monarchy. But, I mean, we all know how that goes. Tax, write-offs, funneling, shell funds, all sorts of, you know, uh, white-collar crime could obviously occur. So how do we know that's even true? We're We're only told what we're told. Fake news, right? So that's on the negative, on the cynical side. It's like the royals, they're outdated. They're rapists, murderers, racists, allegedly. You know, they, you know, people paying all these taxes to these fucking blue-blooded buffoons that don't do diddly squat within a day's work, right? But on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, there's the history, there's the the uh, prestige. I mean, you can't undercut that prestige. Being a British citizen or in a Commonwealth country has somewhat of a prestige. I mean, this shit's biblical. If you go back to the Bible, you know, you're reading about the Roman Empire and stuff like that. For example, there was Paul. Paul the um, the missionary, the, the, the prophet, the missionary, um, the messenger of, you know, Christ's word to the Gentiles. Paul found himself in hot water many a times. And when he proclaimed, hey, wait a minute, yo, like, is this, is this true? Is this proper um, procedure to beat a Roman citizen to unlawfully imprison without trial a Roman citizen? And then when people found out he was a Roman citizen, they're like, oh, oh my God, well, oh shit, we didn't know he was a Roman. Set him free. We just thought he was just some dirty Jew or some nasty Gentile or just some African or something. Whatever, right? 
But when they found out he was a Roman, oh my God, they, you know, gave, gave him the better treatment. Much the same in this day and age. Being a part of the British Empire kind of carries some weight around the world. I mean, you see it everywhere, like, even in, like, entertainment. I say, I'll say, Governor, let me tell you something about, um, like, you know, when you hear some British guy babbling on, it's like, oh, wow, that, that person knows what they're talking about. That person's special. They're British. Or, like, you know, when you want to sound smart and you make a commercial, introducing the new blah, blah, blah from Microsoft, the new advanced technology. Oh, my God. A British person talking. They must, this must be a good product. You know, like, being a part of that British empire carries weight. And you can see it amongst the people, worldwide. You know, that wherever they go, it carries some weight. So there's some nationalistic um, pride and weight that having a monarchy does carry. I mean, this whole coronation had the world talking. So as much as people may say, you know, British people may say, oh, the monarchy is an outdated notion, it does boost their currency, boost their worth, so to speak, globally. Yes. And um, as I'm thinking about this royal coronation, king coronation, gets me thinking about, um, do you remember that film, um, The King's Speech? Great film, starring Colin Firth, Jeffrey Rush, um, Helen Bonham Carter. Great film. Uh, Colin Firth won the Academy Award for Best Actor. I haven't seen this movie in a minute, but um, (laughs) I just remember one of the scenes. Now, apparently, King George, I guess that was Queen Elizabeth's father, King George. Apparently he had a bit of, uh, bit of a stuttering Stanley. Couldn't spit a fucking word out to save his life. Always mumbling and bumbling. I say like a flipperty gibbet type of motherfucker, right? And this is the king of England. And he's about to get, he's about to get coronated him damn self. He's about to become king him damn self. And he's mumbling and stumbling and bumbling. He can't speak before the cameras and the press. And um, in the beginning of the film, he's like taking speech classes. <laughs> and, um, you know, this this guy's like, Okay, King, what I want you to do is to put some marbles in your mouth, put some marbles in your mouth, and enunciate. So, like, he starts jamming, he starts cramming these marbles in his mouth. And then he has his, then he has his speech coach. His speech coach is like, um... Fight against the marbles, your royal highness. Fight against the marbles. And then there's the king. He's I nearly choked on the bloody things. I nearly swallowed the bloody things. Oh, I love that line. That's a funny line, man. I nearly swallowed the bloody things. Choking on a marble. (laughs) Tiddlywinks. 
So yeah, The King's Speech, I mean, it's a great film. It's about how King George overcame his speech. And it really humanizes the royal family. And I mean, this little peckerwood, you know, it just really kind of like humanized him, this King George. Because he just looked like a little, you know, like a little little flippity gibbet, little, you know, a little peckerwood. Little bitch ass, you know, can't speak worth a dime, you know, worth a damn. But then, like, you see the struggles and the humanity of this king. It really tugs on the old heartstrings. It's a great film. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not even being sarcastic. Though it may appear that I am, I'm not. It's a good film. The King's Speech. So, you know. Quick sip of tea, balls. Don't mind me, balls. I nearly choked on the bloody thing. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess King Charles is apparently or technically my king. You know, I live in Commonwealth Nation, Canada. And we're going to be putting him on the $20 bill. Justin Trudeau. Hi, everyone. Hi. I wear blackface. Hi, everyone. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau announced shortly before or after the coronation that uh, apparently he's going to be on the $20 bill pretty soon. So, you know, next time I'm at the strip club and I'm making it rain on them bitches, you know, breaking off bitches $20 bills and shit at the strip club, jamming a fucking 20 into some stripper's ass crack and there'll be the face of King Charles III. (sighs) You know? So, and apparently he's going to be on some coins too. The nickel, probably. But who knows? Maybe even the quarter. Maybe even the toonie. Take the polar bear down and put King Charles on the toonie. That's what I say. God save the king. <coughs> so, um, the coronation. So, getting down to the festival, the whole celebration, the coronation. So, you know, I watched the highlights of it online. And, you know, what struck me first of all was the music. The music. They had like, they said they hired something like a thousand musicians. Musicians everywhere. Trumpets heralding in the advent of the king, you know. You know, it was just trumpets of galore, trumpets of blazing, fucking marching bands, wind chimes, and choirs singing and shit. Really spellbinding. And actually, it sounded quite good, is what struck me about it. It was how powerful it was. It was just like, think of the most epic like choir classical music like you you would see in like a film it was like i was watching like gladiator or something you know it was like great music you know and um you know they begin with the declarations 
They had like this bishop. He was like a deaf man or something. For a deaf guy, he spoke pretty good. He had like hearing aids. He was like some bishop or archbishop or sir bishop of whatever the fuck. Cirrhosis of liver. I don't know what he was. Some duke or some shit or bishop or something. Yeah, he was like a clergyman of some sort. He was like, he was like doing the oaths, right? So then there's Charles. He's on his knees in front of the bishop. The bishop or whatever the fuck, the clergyman, he's just like, Sir Charles, do you swear to uphold the British Empire and all your doings? Do you swear to uh, uphold the Protestant religion? Do you swear to bring justice and mercy to all realms of Christ's earth? Do you swear... And then, like, Charles is like, All this I swear. Yes, I swear. Undubitably, I swear. A lot of Mickey Mouse questions as if he's not going to say yes, you know? King Charles, do you swear to be a good king, to be a good boy? Do you swear? All of this I swear. Yes, I swear. It's like, why don't you tell the truth for a change? King to be Prince Charles, do you swear that you did not murder your wife, Princess Diana? Did you murder Princess Diana? No, I swear I did not. You know what I mean? Like, why don't you ask him a real question? That's what I was thinking, right? Anyways, this clergyman, he's given the king his oaths. Passed it with flying colors, you know. All this I swear. So apparently, you know, he swears that he's going to be a good boy. So, you know, they did the oaths and the declarations. And, um, you know. You know, a lot of a lot of weird things did happen as well during that. Um, first of all, um, you know. He had his hand, whoa, whoopsie doodle. He had his hands on the Bible, right? And uh, looking at those mitts, right? I was looking at the mitts of that king to be. I was like, you know, he's got some, you know, you thought he would have some spindly, spindly little bitch hands, you know, at being like a, a royal blue-blooded bitch, you know, like you would figure, right? But I was looking at him, he's like, he had some sausage fingers. He had some mitts on him, some mitts. I was like, yo, man, he looks like a mechanic. Big old hands on the Bible. Then, you know, you got King Charles, you know, he, as he's doing his declarations, all of this I swear. He like, he could have been like a motorcycle mechanic, you know, the, you know, I hear a motorcycle outside. I've just seen those big sausage fingers of his on the Bible. Then he kisses the Bible. He literally puckered up and kissed the Bible. So, you know, I guess it was kind of touching because, you know, I am a Christian myself. I'm a believer. And I guess it was pretty moving. You know, he's kissing the Bible with those big-ass sausage fingers of his. And, you know, it's all good. Um, then, you know, what else? Oh, yeah. So after he kisses the Bible and does his declarations, all of this he swears... Big old 
all of this he swears. You know, um, then they had like a, like a, like a minstrel show or like a, I don't know, like a, like a Negro choir. Cause like up until this point, there were just all these like British, like little boys and stuff, like British boys and old men. And they're like, singing their fucking hymns and shit. And up until that point, and all of a sudden after the declarations, and the oaths, there was like this Negro minstrel show or this Negro choir, and they started, and they're singing and they're jiving, and you know it was like, and they're all dressed in white. I mean, kind of annoyed me because it's like everything else was so solemn, right? Everything else was like so solemn and so, um, like befitting of a king. Then you get this Negro minstrel show, and they're just like, like doing this jive dancing and shit, right? It's like, I guess I was a little offended as a black man because I'm just like, oh, knock it off! Like, why is it? You know, it's like, you know, they they were really trying to put a point of, um, you know, oh, we we jiving and we doing all. That's how black folk get down, and they're. Singing and dancing and give it a break, you know. Gets on your nerves after a while, you know what I mean? It's like I I don't relate to that. Like, why is why is a jive thing supposed to be like a black thing? Like, I don't relate to that. You know what I mean? It's like I would have related it. I would have related better if had. During that little Negro minstrel choir show, um, like had they had like Russell Brand come flying in, dressed up as the queen from Alice in Wonderland, shouting, off with his head, off with his head. Like I would have related more to that than, jive turkey motherfucker, like some black people singing, like found it highly offensive as a black man to be honest with you but um but then again one thing that they kept on trying to emphasize and obviously this whole thing was approved by the British Empire I mean you're not just going to go in there and do whatever the hell you want at the king's coronation I'm guessing um so all this was pre-approved and they're trying to make it seem as if it's a new era for the monarchy. All are included. You had like all these black and Indian and Chinese archbishops and delegates and blah, 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 flitting around, handling the crown, moving this, moving that around, you know? So it was like a new era. They're trying to emphasize, I guess. I don't know. Made me a little bit uncomfortable. Quick sip of tea balls. Don't mind me balls. Quick tea break. You know. So after the Negro minstrel show. Or the choir minstrel choir. After that. um, I guess um, the king got marinated. So you know. They just rubbed him down with some holy oils. And holy water and stuff and they give them like a I guess they put up like some some dividers 
And they got him back there and they oiled him down a bit, greased him up a bit. Kind of like um, his brother, Prince Andrew, did on like uh, Epstein Island. Like Prince Andrew, apparently, as I mentioned before, apparently, allegedly, he was getting some, you know, he was diddling some kids or some young women on Epstein Island. So, you know, and he'd have the girls, the young girls, allegedly oil him down and massage him. So very much like that, during the coronation, the king, he gets like um, anointed with holy oils and holy water and stuff. And, you know, so on on and so forth with the coronation. And um, after which, after the oiling, um, the king received his... Christ orb, O-R-B, Christ orb, or the orb. So then, um, you know, the that deaf clergyman that I told you about earlier, he, Prince Charles, do you accept the king's orb, the Christ orb? It's like an orb with like a crucifix on the top of it. It's like a little uh, orb with a crucifix popping off the top. And what it represents is um, Christ's dominance over the cosmos. The orb represents the cosmos, and the cross represents Christ's dominion over the cosmos. Really tugs on the old heartstrings. You know what I mean? So, um, Charles, do you receive this orb, this Christ orb? I receive it. So then he takes it, right? Then, um... Oh, yeah, then then, then the next thing is, um... He starts to receive, like, um... Like a... Like housewares, like a kitchen dinette set. Like, they just start bringing in all this, like, kitchen dinette tables and... You know, they got all this cutlery and plates and like a spinning jenny. Like all these like utensils and shit. He's just, I don't know. He just, it was like he was moving in. I guess he was moving. Well, no, I guess, didn't he, doesn't he already live at Buckingham Palace as the prince? But I don't know, whatever. He's getting all these like dinette table chairs and bowls and cutlery and shit he's just getting all this stuff i don't really i don't really know what it represented but he's just getting all this stuff then um then um he receives two scepters one scepter is the scepter of power and the other scepter is the scepter of mercy and the scepter of power he has to wear with a glove you know they give him like a glove to wear over his hand as he's holding the scepter of power. That's to remind him to be merciful with that power. So he's got a scepter and his uh, scepter of power and a scepter of mercy. Charles, do you accept the scepter of mercy? Charles, do you accept the scepter of power? Yes, I accept them. So then he takes them. Then... Um, we go into the crowning. Now, this was talked about widely, widely covered. It's a bit of a fumble. If you notice, that archbishop or that bishop or whatever that guy I was telling you about, the bishop, he goes to, like, put the crown on King Charles, right? And 
he's going to put the crown and apparently he like he missed a little bit of a miss and it, you know and it was a bit of a fumble and then you know then he, he puts it on and he's he's looking at it you know lining it up and caught on those big dumbo ears of his no doubt i mean he probably just caught it on those dumbo ears you know you know try putting a fucking crown on somebody's head with those big old dumbo ears like popping out i mean you'd fumble too right so humorous little moment some people were talking about it you know then they turn to the crowd and they encourage the crowd okay we now encourage you to look at your notebook or your pamphlet that's in front of you and repeat after us God save the king God save King Charles we declare our faith and our allegiance to King Charles you know getting the crowd all amped up to I don't know go to war or you know plunder and take over some nation in the name of King Charles or some shit? Do you swear your allegiance to King Charles? I swear my allegiance. And then pledging their allegiance to this guy. Then, oh yeah, then then everyone starts singing and it's like a, you know, it's like a singing moment and people are like, you know, King Charles gets up to go for his kingly walk or whatever king charles and everybody's singing but then the camera pans to um prince william and you know and he he has his sheet music in front of him he's oh save the king he was faking it i was i was looking at him i was like hey wait a minute he's faking it he's not singing he's lip syncing you know they had like prince william singing and he was pretending boy i'm not no dummy come on i wasn't born yesterday that's a lip sync if i ever seen one you know he's just like you know (laughs) obviously wasn't singing but i mean whatever if that's his only faux pas compared to his relatives (laughs) i'll give him a pass but he was faking it that prince william he wasn't singing it was just like And everybody else is like, God save the God save the king. Yeah, and Prince Harry was somewhere in the building too. I mean, they didn't quite, I don't know, I saw a glimpse of him for a moment and then he scampered off somewhere and, you know, when you really think about it, their whole family business is so in the news, so much of it is twisted bullshit. I mean, how the hell do we know if any of it's true, what people say? And, um, you know, his whole fucking life is basically in the news, Prince Harry. Even all the royals will cut him some slack there. And uh, it was really strange because, you know, apparently he just like dissed his whole family in that audiobook he recently released or the book he biography, autobiography that he recently released called Spare, whatever that means. I mean, maybe he's a bowler. Whatever the fuck that means. Spare. I didn't know Prince Harry bowled. But anyways, um, he releases this autobiography called Spare. Apparently, he just gets into it. 
about the royal family. I was going to get it on audiobook to listen to, but it's like 18 hours long or some shit. I'm like, I ain't listening to this guy bang on and whinge on for 18 hours. You know what I mean? My name's Prince Harry. Hey there, governor. My name's Prince Harry. Here, here's an old joke that I made up about, like, five years ago. If you think my name is Harry, then you've never tasted black pussy. My name's Prince Harry. <laughs> that was a little joke I made up, you know. If you think my name's Harry, then you've never tasted black pussy. <laughs> God love him, you know what I mean? That Meghan Markle. I don't know. Why couldn't he just get himself an old-fashioned English lass? You know what I mean? Think of all the pain and humiliation and degradation that he could have avoided had he just shacked up with some nice British lass. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd go traipsing around with some biracial American crackpot like fucking Meghan Markle. Hey, a woman stands by her man, does she not? And um, I don't know why she couldn't have just made that work. I mean, you're not going to go into the British Empire and tear it down because you're a black woman with some sass and you got some shit to say and you're friends with Oprah and little. You knew what you were getting. You knew what you were getting into. You, you're dicking around with a fucking royal, the royal family. So if you're going to be in. Be all in. God save the queen. God bless Britain or whatever the fuck, right? You got to be raw, raw, raw. You're not going to go in there and have your own agenda and expect an empire to bow to you. You know what I mean? And my whole thing is like, just from the black perspective, I don't want nobody to love me that don't want to love me. If the king and queen want to hate my black ass because I'm black, God save the queen. God save the king. I don't care. Go on, do your thing. It has nothing to do with me. That's your soul. So, like, whatever. You know what I mean? She's up in there. They treated me racist like they were mean to me. They did this, they did that. It's just like, how much of that is just not your perceived perception and the fact that you thought you might have got some special treatment from an empire. Bet you if she just went in there like a cheerleader and stood by her man and stood by the British people, then they would have loved her for it. She could have been like the Diana 2.0. Dee Dee. <laughs> or whatever the fuck they want to call her. Right? But no, she went in there and she cried victim and it disgusted a lot of people I really don't know though but hey that's just my opinion who knows because that's the thing about the royals there's a lot of misinformation and I don't even like that term misinformation it's just there's good information and there's bad information you gotta sift through it and think for yourself and read for yourself and educate yourself come to your own conclusions it's kind of hard to know because it's like unless you literally know these people how can you really know for certain so I mean I don't know 
And as you know, as the coronation's winding down and, you know, now he's got his crown on, he's got his scepters, you know, everybody's singing, Prince William's lip syncing, Prince Harry, he's somewhere else in the building. You know, the the commentator is like, King Charles, finally crowned king. A moment he trained his whole life for. I'm like, really? He trained his whole life for this moment? I mean, I picked it up pretty quickly. I mean, no offense. I mean, as I mentioned, I gave you guys a recap. Gave a couple declarations, couple oaths. All this, I swear. Then they gave him a kitchen dinette set, bowls, spoons, fucking plates, scepters, gloves. You know, they gave him all this shit. He's just juggling it in his hand. Do you swear to be the king of England? To uphold the Protestant values? To rule with mercy? To uphold Christ's love within your kingdom realm? All this I swear. Do you accept this salad bowl? Yes, I accept the salad bowl and all the other trinkets they gave him. We're going to put a crown on your head. It got caught on those big dumbo ears of his. We now declare you king of England. All hail the king. A moment he waited for his whole life. It's like, I picked it up pretty quickly. I could have done all that shit. No problem. I could have done that blindfolded. You know? Peekaboo. I could have done it, no fucking problem. He trained his whole life for it. And, interestingly enough, he was getting some flack as well. All the declarations and the oaths, a lot of them he just had to read off a paper. He's just like, Yes, um, I swear to, um, uphold all the laws and governance of the realm of Britannia, and I swear to, um, Oh yeah, be merciful to the people and da, da, da. Didn't even have it memorized. Wasn't exactly a good look. But then again, he was reading from like a a scripture or a book or something. I mean, aesthetically it looked okay, but you do notice that he didn't memorize it. But I mean, for the camera it did look okay. They had like an official book that he read out of and blah blah blah. I don't know. Oh yeah, and then um, after all that, they get whisked away back to Buckingham Palace and um, in a stagecoach and a golden horse and buggy, which the commenter goes, there they go, in the royal carriage, notoriously uncomfortable. What a martyr. Oh, the poor king whisked away in the notoriously uncomfortable horse and buggy. Oh, how does he do it? (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of comical. They're really trying to make it seem as if, like, you know, well, here's the thing. They try to overplay the sacrifice Oh, he does serve, and he serves the people, and he gives so much of his life. And his life is one devoted to service. I'm King Charles, and I have declared that I'm going to give my life over to service. And to be a... 
try to overplay it as if he's not like a billionaire fucking poor little rich boy king of england but on the other hand it's like every waking moment of this man's life is as a representative of the british empire he was literally born in buckingham palace you know what i mean um allegedly that's what i saw on wikipedia make sure to donate (coughs) what i saw on wikipedia it's like king charles he was literally born in buckingham palace He's, every moment of his life is representing the monarchy. And imagine how, like, how many of those type of, he's literally been to hundreds of those type of ceremonies. Some big officious thing with documents and robes and decorum and speeches and blah, 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 blah. That's his life. And it does add value, as I mentioned It's like, to be a citizen of an empire holds global clout. You know, if you're a citizen of a country that is wealthy, you are deemed more valuable than being a citizen of a country that is unwealthy or unpowerful. So... You can't discount the value, though you do question the validity. Some people do anyways, right? After the coronation, you know, they go back to Buckingham Palace and, Oh, hi to my loyal subjects. And he's waving from the balcony terrace. Does that for a bit. Then later on, there's like a coronation concert, star-studded lineup, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, a few other people, and um, a lot of people were trashing some of the performances, particularly Lionel Richie, I saw people were trashing, oh, what a lackluster performance, and you know, I was thinking about that. From a performer's perspective, that's a tough gig. Because they're literally being court jesters. I mean, they're not exactly clowns or jesters, but they are giving a performance befitting of a king. They're in front of the king to entertain. That's a tough gig. And they're outdoors. It was like an outdoor concert on an outdoor stage. Thousands of people televised it's got to be befitting of a king it's got to be damn near perfect can't have no um slip-ups like the super bowl nipple janet jackson nipple scenario can't have none of that it's got to be family friendly it's got to be befitting of a king there's a lot that goes into that it's televised it's outdoors which is more difficult to perform in like you're just keep, you're just in less control of the environment when you're outdoors simply put when you're doing a performance some of the control just goes out into the ether goes out into the atmosphere you know you got an open sky above you you lose a little bit of control of the situation and there's thousands of people it's televised it's got to be damn near perfect befitting of a king tough gig so 
I was going to trash some of the performances because I saw some of them. But then again, it's like, yo, you just want to get tight in the pocket, deliver the song, get off stage. Congratulations. God save the king. Get out of there. It's a tough gig. I mean, myself as a comedian or as an actor, like, I mean, if I was called upon to do a coronation performance, hey, I think I'd love to be up to the challenge, but I couldn't guarantee. I couldn't sit here and say, I mean, that's a tough gig. So, you know, I ain't going to trash them too hard, the performers. It's a tough gig. Katy Perry. That's an interesting choice. Russell Brand, you know, um, God love him. He uh, he puts out a lot of content and, you know, he... I mean, he openly criticizes the monarchy as respectfully as possible. I mean, he's a comedian. That's his job. That's his due diligence. He's got a wide audience for it. So, he, you know, he, he criticizes the monarchy considerably. And it was interesting, Katy Perry, their choice. Like, why couldn't they have gotten, like, you know, Adele or some British singer? They go with Katy Perry, Russell Brand's ex-wife. Was that a bit of a, fuck you, governor, to Russell Brand from the Royals? Can't discount it. Russell Brand is quite popular online and obviously in Britain, very well known. And even internationally with his podcast and his films and stuff, and his comedy. So that was an interesting choice. Lionel Richie, another interesting choice, seems to come out of the blue. Who performed at the King's Coronation? Lionel Richie? But hey, um... He must have been requested because Lionel Richie kind of fits into the King Charles timeline. Timeline. There must have been a time maybe, you know, in his younger days, uh, just sweating to the oldies like in that Lionel Richie, you know? All night long, all night, all night, all night long. Lionel, he's up there and he's singing and dancing. Come on! All night long. It was just like... Kind of odd choice for the King's Coronation. But I mean, he must have been requested. And, um, oh man. Night Shift. The Commodores. Marvin, Marvin. He was a friend of mine. He helped up her mind it's gonna be some sweet sound sweet sound on the night shift you know you're not alone on the night shift I used to bump that song all the time it's a good song shit I might even listen to it later today Commodore's right Lionel Richie interesting and then they also had some other performers um some randoms that i never even heard of but they might be very popular new this day and age maybe very popular in britain and one of the things that the coronation was trying to accomplish was a modern coronation if that makes any sense they were trying to go for a modern kind of a appeal you know what I mean? So maybe they got a bunch of new popular performers. There was a lot of people on the bill that I never even heard of. 
But I mean, then again, I'm not some pop music aficionado or even in the music, I don't know, a music aficionado. I just never really heard of some of the people on the bill. But hey, whatever. It's a tough gig. And to do a performance there. I mean, for example, Katy Perry, as I mentioned, it might have been like a F you to uh, Russell Brand. But on the other hand, um, Katy Perry, she's uniquely qualified. I mean, I, I, she sang at the... Hey, come on, man. Hey, what, what, what are you... Come on, man. You know, what, what we need to do is we need to give reparations to them goddamn uh, super predators. You know, come on, man. Like Joe Biden, she sang at the inauguration of Joe Biden, I believe. She, amongst other performers. I, I remember seeing her singing Katy Perry. So, you know, as I mentioned, that's a tough gig. And you can't just throw anybody into that spot. You got to be able to deliver. You got to be able to handle that pressure. I mean, I could sit here and make fun of them and uh, as a comedian, but I just know as a performer, like that's a tough gig. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but it, it does take um, a certain amount of grit to stand and deliver in a situation like that. So it's like, you know, she was uniquely qualified as well, this Katy Perry. Interesting. Yeah. So, God save the king, you know. Congratulations to King Charles III. All this I swear, as your king, I will endeavor to rule with love and mercy and understanding. And I'm going to get plastic surgery to finally pin down these elephantite ears of mine. All this I swear. You know, God save the king. Um, as I mentioned, there's um, a lot to question and be hesitant about in terms of the monarchy and the royal family. But then again, they really emphasized, in the coronation as well, they really emphasized the religious aspect, the Christ aspect, which I, which I fully support. So, I hope, the hope is that these Christian values, at the very least, do unto others as you will have done unto you. The Christ love. Hopefully that stays forefront in the monarchy and in the royal family. And, um, you know... Everything else is up to the test of time. God save the king. And a bus just parked outside my apartment, if you heard that. God save the king. What else is going on with me? Uh, John Ramtran here, John the Ramtran, actor, stand-up comedian. Podcaster extraordinaire. Performer of the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. What's going on with me? Um, 
tidying up loose ends, working on this, working on that, all in a day's work, baby, baby. More to report uh, soon. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Signing off from duty on this magnificent May 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. God save the king. Royal coronation of King Charles III. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharad.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, to help my black ass out already, share me with a friend. Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. I peace.